Good morning. I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. Thank you for listening today and hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide you, our listeners, with some information about your heating, air conditioning, and maybe a little bit about curling. But most important, we'd love to answer your questions, so please send them in to Inch by Inch at peterinch.ca and we will answer them on next Saturday's show. How's Mr. Gilbert? I'm good, thank you. Long day yesterday down in Toronto. Yes, a long day. And I I took you at a bit of an excursion to get there. Yep, we were down at Renai, uh, Canada, which is our uh, tankless water heater provider, and they did some leadership training. It was great. And you guys all said I needed to go. So so there was uh, you, me... Uh, Rob Cotto and Brandon Baldwin. That's correct, yes. They were down there, and uh, I think there was more people from London in that room. There's a lot of people from the London area. It yeah. was great to see. Yes. And uh, was from, you know, Toronto. So I don't know why they didn't hold it in London versus Toronto, but... Well, interestingly, too, because you may not have known them, but uh, during the day through some exercises we had to do, we actually had to get up and meet different people. So we actually ended up talking to quite a few of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a lot of fun, and a lot of people who had met us, and one gentleman from Renai who'd been on the Inch by Inch show um, before COVID. Yes. Um, so it was nice to see him again, and we invited him to come back on. Hopefully he will at some point. Um, we also should just mention about Remembrance Day, which was yesterday. Um, you know, we had, uh, the Knights did a great job at their game of always remembering the veterans yes. and down at the Cenotaph. Um, they had a great service down there, and so we just uh, taking a moment and thinking about that. And even our instructor from the U.S. was wearing a poppy, wore a poppy, yes, and, and talked a little bit about yes. that during his presentation. So that was nice to see. It was good. Yeah. And we uh, team McDonald sitting in first place in the championship round with a six and two record. Um, so, and they've got two more games to go, so. Yeah, I couldn't get that, uh, we couldn't stream that game last night. At the, at, we were trying to f- see it at the club, but we couldn't, um, couldn't bring it up. Well, no, let me tell you, our Wi-Fi at the club is the absolute worst. Oh, I okay. won't name the company. Okay. But we have talked to them that they need to fix this problem, and okay. because... We'll be trying to put the scores up for why, you know, that, that doesn't take a lot of Wi-Fi. Yeah. And it will crash three or four times Oh, my goodness. Game. Okay. So, All right. So I don't, that doesn't surprise me that you weren't able to do that. Yes. Anyways, we had a we had a great game last night against Tom Devaney. Did you? Yeah. Win? Yes. Considering my best efforts to not win, uh, we won. Yes. Well, I'm going to talk about, in the third segment, why I didn't make my game. <laughs> and uh, I understand. I haven't talked to Dan, but I understand it you know, didn't go well. Oh, didn't it? So, Interesting. I also may up my prize, my money for playing with him, you know, that when I was there, it didn't go well. The week before I was there, we won 10-2. to two, I see. You know, but we'll talk about that. And, All right. And Jordan Tennant is going to be on. Uh, we interviewed him, and he's going to be on uh, the next segment to give a little talk about he received a milestone in his uh, 
his career um, and his stepping stones along the way to become a full-fledged uh, HVAC technician. Awesome. So we'll be be interviewing him. That's great. Um, so we got called out on a Renai water heater. Right. That was put in, not by us. Right. Not by us. That's uh, correct. We were there to do a maintenance on the furnace and air that we had put in years ago. and Yes. Then we just glanced at this tankless water heater and just started asking questions. You having a problem where it's not heating up? Are you having a right. problem with... And sure enough... We uh, had to tag it. Yeah, there was problems. But maybe you can run through what they found when they took a quick look at it. So uh, tankless water heaters, if you can imagine uh, taking water, especially in the wintertime in Canada, uh, water groundwater temperature is 40 degrees Fahrenheit. And so we have to heat that to 120 degrees within seconds on a tankless water heater. So... If you can imagine, that takes a lot of energy or a lot of natural gas. So tankless water heaters have a larger BTU capacity than most furnaces in your home. So in a lot of homes in London, we put in 40 or 60 or or 80,000 BTU furnaces. Tankless water heaters are 200,000 BTUs. Like they're they're massive. They have a lot of capacity. So um, gas goes through a you know you, your little copper gas line that goes into into the appliance well that if you can imagine that so much gas can only travel through that uh, tube so when you have a big capacity like a tankless water heater it needs it needs to have a, at least a three-quarter inch gas line running to it and they only had a half inch to it so if it ever went to demand like full capacity it wouldn't have enough fuel to to be able to turn the burners on to that capacity so that was one issue the other issue was all tankless water heaters just for flow rates all tankless water heaters need to have three quarters water line feed coming into it for at least six feet before the water heater and then six feet of three quarter inch water going away from the water heater if you don't same sort of thing happens they can never get to capacity so uh, you know that water heater would just underperform even if it had enough gas pressure to it it would just underperform because it couldn't heat the water that it's demanded to heat and then lastly um, the, the venting uh, the venting only had one pipe going outside so it's a it's a it's a cheater vent is what it is because what they do is they just they take air from inside the house combustion air from inside the house and then run it outside uh, there's there was no reason in that i've been in that house there's no reason for them not to put the two pipes so that can cause problems and the manufacturer may even not want that so if you open the manual and see that no they want two pipes going outside you have to do that you can't you can't put in a cheater vent and just take it from inside the furnace room so when you're sucking air from the house right that air has to come into the house somewhere somewhere it's got to fill you know come through windows doors it'll cracks. find a, it'll find a way when and it's also um you could be drawing in fumes from kitty litter from paint thinners from anywhere laundry soap whatever into the unit which will react with the flame which will then re- react with the heat exchanger right and cause problems and take that heat exchange route a lot sooner than yes. it should so outside air you know we say is cleaner air uh, and when you're drawing it direct from outside into the um, tankless water heater, burning it and then exhausting it out, it's a closed, high-efficiency system. That's correct. But 
just and we see this on high efficiency furnaces where you know people why are you more money okay well we are putting two pipes out they're putting one pipe out you know the time and and to do that but it's what the manufacturer requires and if you're doing the job right right now we had to price out what it would cost for us to fix everything up well that was interesting you know we just said to the we said to the customer just you know they need to come back and they need to fix this and he said well he said they actually said uh, they give authorization they will pay for the repair for you to do it which is really strange so uh, we we gave them a cost to bring the water heater up to specs so that we could clear the tag and um yeah, he was paying us, and then he was being reimbursed by the installation company for that repair. And he had to pay about fourteen hundred dollars. No, it was more like two thousand. So, there, you know, was the price difference of buying it from us to someone else two thousand dollars. I well, it's hard to know, right? Right. Yes. But it's you know to get it done right, to get it done properly, you know, sometimes it costs more. And that company was out of Toronto. Yes. So they weren't driving down to fix this. They put it in, got their money, left, and then, oh, you got problems? Well, try to find somebody local to fix it and send us the bill. Right. So, so uh, if something else goes wrong with that water heater, they're not coming to service it, right? Yep. They're, they're just passing it off. And that's why we say deal with a local, independent company like Peter Inch and Associates Heating Air Conditioning. So. That's correct. Yep. Well, we're going to be talking to Jordan when we come back. Um, you're listening to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. We have our special guest with us today. Jordan, welcome. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for having me. Can you uh, give us a little background about yourself? Who you are, what you've been done before uh, coming over to Peter Inch and Associates? Uh, for sure, Peter. So uh, the bulk of my uh, work experience comes from uh, the restaurant industry. Spent about 12 years there at uh, Milestones Grill and Bar. Uh, got a lot of great experience kind of working my way up from uh, fry cook into the uh, chef position. And uh, really, really excited to uh, make the transition into the heating and cooling industry and uh, kind of take that same stepping stone uh, of working my way up from in the past there. Now, the you just uh, received a milestone, your first milestone of many, but what, was, uh, what did you just receive? Yeah, thanks for that, Peter. Uh, so one of the first steps in uh, getting into the heating and cooling uh, industry here is uh, obtaining your gas technician's license. So I was just recently able to get my uh, G3 uh, certification, uh, which is a great step in uh, the right direction to uh, get my career going here. And G three for a lot of people out there is like a beginners in driver's license. In a driver's license, you need someone there with you to make sure that you're doing things properly, or someone you can call and talk to. And what your G two is like getting your driver's license now. Even though I think a driver's license now is called a G two, this is a different thing. This is a gas license. But uh, you've got how many more weeks of schooling? 
for you to before you'll be writing that exam yeah so i have five more weeks of schooling uh about uh i want to say eight more modules to complete there and then uh on january 27th of the new year i'll be writing my g2 uh, certification and you're doing that at highmark here in london yes uh, yeah. what are you what you know can you give us a little background on what you think of the program because you're one of the first from peter inch and associates to go through that yeah, as I understand, the school's uh, less than a year old, and uh, it's been a great experience. The teachers there, I can't say enough about it. Uh, you get lots of theory experience in the classroom and lots of hand on, hands-on experience out in the shop, and uh, I couldn't say enough about the uh, instructors there. Uh, you definitely picked a great space or a great place to send me to. And we were um, down at Renai Leadership Training, and who happened to be sitting in the room but Bob. He was down there with his brother, and they were sitting through going through the leadership training that uh, myself, Steve, Rob Cotto, Brandon Baldwin, we have four of us were down there and going through that. So it was nice to see that they're taking that uh, leadership as important as they are taking the technical side. So 100%. Seems like they're very involved in the trade still, which is uh, great for me learning from very experienced people. Now, you've been out doing installs since the summer. Tell us a little bit about what you're, what you're doing when you're out there working with either Brandon or Luke or, or any of the other guys. Yeah, for sure. So um, in the uh, HVAC helper position, uh, a lot of what I do is uh, just being there as a support for the guys. Uh, but the great thing here, our team is so welcoming and uh, willing to train that uh, I've actually gotten a lot of hands-on experience with a lot of supervision as well. So uh, kind of started off uh, doing a lot of outdoor work in the summer, uh, working a lot of air conditioners. Obviously, that's the uh, season when we're putting a lot of those yeah. in for sure. Uh, got a lot of great heat pump. Uh, uh, experience too with our sales team uh, doing a great job of pushing those out as well so uh, yeah and uh, recently uh, since I started gas school I've gotten to uh, get inside the home a little more and get a little more experience on uh, furnaces and uh, humidifiers just the, all the different uh, appliances and accessories that are uh, gas fired yeah, and, it, and uh, the heat pump is, I mean, when I first came on back in, you know, the late 70s, we were doing heat pumps. But so we've done heat pumps since, you know, I'm going to say 78 onward. So to us, heat pumps are part of our life. But in a lot of companies, heat pumps are new. They haven't been out there before. Uh, you know, training and that on them isn't there. So I believe you've got to step up with us uh, putting those heat pumps in. And we had a new gentleman start this week, Dave, who uh, was working out with you guys to learn. So you've become from a, a, a student to now becoming probably a little bit of a teacher out there. Yeah, for sure. I've been able to show Dave a little bit about how we do things here. Uh, Dave comes with a lot of great experience, um, and it's actually great. Uh, him and I are at similar levels of education, so we're actually uh, both preparing for the G2 right now. Uh, he writes his a little earlier than I do, but uh, he, he, him and I have been bouncing a lot of ideas off each other and just helping each other get prepared. It's uh it's nice to really uh, talk about the codes and whatnot and really apply them to the field when you're out there. Now, I gave you a lot of time to prepare for this, right? I, I sat down, worked with you for a week. Is that how this worked? Or? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it didn't yeah. throw me into the fire at all, Peter. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so you've had about, what, 
five minutes oh, before for sure. I yeah no no time to prepare answers That's and we 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 do that so that people come and are more honest than trying to put canned answers or look at a piece of paper and read something it's of course okay. so I'm gonna ask you to give a testimonial on what you think of Peter Inch and Associates 100% yeah I could not say enough about the organization uh, when I was out looking for HVAC helper positions you were the one Peter that was willing to take a chance on my attitude take a chance on the potential that you saw and uh, I mean I'm going to be hopefully paying that off for quite a while because uh, it's it's not the I mean it's not the easiest trade to get into, um, especially when you're uh, getting just getting into the education side of things. But uh, I definitely uh, cannot say more about this business. As I mentioned before, everybody's very welcoming. Uh, it's a great environment for learning, and I would say learning things the right way. I feel like I'm getting some of the best possible training I could get and uh, really learning how to put nice installs uh, into our community here in London and surrounding areas. And if you were talking to someone about, you know, let's say to go come and work here to be, um, what would the story be about the place? Like what would a, you know, you're in an elevator and you got five floors and then you're going to get out. What would you say to them? Oh, I'd say it's a family run atmosphere. Um, definitely. We still are the place you should go for that family service. Uh, it's pretty hard to find that uh, direct customer service these days. So just working here uh, myself, I feel like I'm working uh, for uh, obviously for a business that's been in the community for quite a while, uh, has its roots there, um, and it's definitely a great place to learn. Well, thank you. And, um, you know, we're continuing to grow. We're continuing to look for people. But I think one thing you said that was very important is attitude. I said, we can train everything else, but we can't train attitude. And you, you've got to have that right attitude when you come through the door and ready to work and and uh, get things to looked after. Now, the um, you've seen a variety of stuff. We've done, of course, carrier furnaces, heat pumps. We've done tanklesses, uh, Navian and Renai, and we've done... Um, uh, HRV, I think you put in on one job, came in on a Saturday to put that in. So you're seeing a lot of our industry equipment and different things. And you've taken out a lot of stuff. So what's the biggest thing you've seen, let's say, from the old to the new that that's kind of stood back and went, wow, that's different? Uh, I would say the big thing is uh, from just my the education side of things the amount of safety features you see on a lot of the newer units uh, between pressure switches uh, limit switches things like that uh, I feel good putting those newer carrier units into a home knowing that if there is any issue with the system uh, those switches and uh, whatnot would catch that issue and uh, we'd be able to come by and correct it uh, you definitely see on some of the older units there's uh, there's less of those safeties and uh, it's definitely better if you're having any questions about an older unit to uh, upgrade to the uh, newer stuff for sure because uh, it's probably going to be a little bit safer for you well and we're going to talk a little bit about that in the third segment about a safety device that kicked in on my daughter's furnace and ended up providing her with no heat, but that's, uh, we'll definitely be talking about that. So you're listening to the Inch by Inch, the home comfort show presented by Peter Inch and Associates. 
uh, heating and air conditioning. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us at 226-499-3752. Thank you, Jordan, for coming on. And we will be right back after these short messages. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch Home Comfort Show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. So that was a great uh, testimonial that Jordan gave and uh, congratulations on him getting his G3. Yes. And uh, look forward to him writing in January with his G2. Right. Um, now, uh, Jordan mentioned that uh, one thing he noticed with the newer equipment versus the older equipment is how many safety devices are on the newers to protect people. And I told him I was going to talk about one that happened to my daughter on her furnace. Okay, what happened to Jess's furnace? So it's uh, like about 7.30. I'm just getting ready to head to Curlin. we got the 8.45 game, and my phone rings, and Dad, I got no heat. Okay, you know, did you check your thermostat? Yep. What about the filter? Remember, the filter was plugged in the summer with your air conditioner. Well, well, it's a little dirty, but it's not really dirty. And I said, okay, well, um, turn the furnace switch off. Let's wait five minutes, turn it back on. If you don't see the burner lighting, look in the little hourglass and call me back. So she called back. So dad throws on his cape, heads, you know, jumps into his, you know, what, his Batmobile heads across Southdale to get down and see her and walk in and uh, where's your old filter? Well, why do you need to see that? I said, I need to see your old filter. So it wasn't terribly dirty, but it, it was dirty. So I went, well, that really shouldn't have caused it. Start checking it all over, but don't have any meters or anything. So called Mr. Cotto to come up. Said, you know, he pop over, take a look. Now I'm looking at my clock. Uh, curling game's getting closer called uh, Dan and hey Dan I'll get there might not be there for the start of the game but let's see what we can do so when Rob got over he ended up finding out it was the rollout switch oh that's not a good thing and uh, it sits on the bottom of the burner box on that model Armstrong and it had rolled out so the burner box has got too hot right could have been caused by Filter. Filter. Could have been caused by, when I opened up the uh, the burner area, there was some leaves in it. Oh. So the vent could have got plugged or sucked in some leaves at that point, and they could have lit on fire, got the burner box a little hotter than what it should be. But we couldn't really determine anything except maybe the leaves and the, the uh, filter. So it is a resettable one. So we were able to reset it. Oh, to see if it happens again. Get them heat. Stayed there till 10, waiting to see if it would roll out again. Nothing happened. Dan called, said, you don't need to come. I said, Dan, you're off the ice a little early. Yep. No discussion. Don't need to come. <laughs> so we obviously lost, and we lost quickly. I see. So... Uh, we just stayed there, watched the unit a little more, and then uh, didn't seem to roll out. And so far, two days later, still uh, still no issues. So, oh, okay. But safety devices are important. Absolutely. They kick out for a reason. And changing your, she has a one-inch filter, changing your filter every month. Well, she's a one-inch, yep. Well, for her, yes. And, and yeah. she said, well, my the thermostat, or sorry, Dan, her, her uh, fiancé said, well, the thermostat told me to change it. 
And I did, but I never reset the thermostat. Oh. So I said, well, you know, what's today? This day, every month, is chain filter day. So you don't need a thermostat to tell you. You don't put it in your calendar every November 8th or whatever the day is. Go and change your filter. Yes. So hopefully, that's twice now that Dad's been called to rescue for a dirty filter. So we, you know. You know, you should have just sent filter man. Yeah, should I? <laughs> I got a picture of Filter Man. He may make a reappearance. Is that right? In, okay. in a presentation. I so, see. In a presentation. Okay. Yeah, I haven't decided. It's there, but it could be deleted or it could be saved. Interesting. Okay. We'll see. But and I should. We never talked about Facebook. Of course, we're up five. Up five. Six that's huge. Hundred and thirty-nine oh, people following us on Facebook. So we're on our way. Move out of the way. Keep out of the way. People. Yep. Keep moving. We want to keep it going. Now, we had a couple more questions come in. One was said, the little pump that is beside my furnace has a clear line that goes to my laundry tub. It's black and dirty. How do I clean it or maintain that pump? That's a good question. I mean, you could, um, well, you could, we don't want you to take it off, so don't take it off. I mean, taking it off, you could take it off and run some hot water through it. Um, You could just add... You could add something through the into the pump, and um, so we would recommend some uh, vinegar. But if you put vinegar into the pump, please chase it with water. So add a cup of vinegar, and then add some water, and let it get into the line, and then uh, just let it, it can sit there for a bit. Um, you can just if you did that regularly, that black would eventually go away. It's just it's just because of the um, the dirt and everything that gets in the pump and and some uh, probably a little bit of bacteria so i mean it's not harmful it's just in the drain line but it's kind of unsightly i understand what what they're what they're thinking but so you, know, you could just put a little vinegar but then chase the vinegar with some water so there's no vinegar sitting in the pump we don't want that to happen and don't use bleach i mean everybody uses bleach because they think it keeps things clean the bleach will absolutely destroy that pump well, then we could sell more pumps, Steve. Oh, okay. Well, I'm still not going to say you don't use bleach. I mean, even if you did use bleach, it's the whole thing. Don't let bleach sit in the pump. If you put some bleach in it, then put water in it to get the bleach out of the pump and get it through the line. That's that's the most important thing, not to let it sit in the pump. And should it be cold or hot water? Um, well, it, you can use hot water. You can't use boiling water because that's too hot in those pumps. You'll ruin them. But you can use you can use hot water. Just be be careful not not 200 degree water you could use 120 degree water would be fine yeah and you put it in let it pump fill it up again let it pump fill you know because you want the first couple times it's going to start to loosen up what's in that yes. line and then the next couple times we'll start to flush it out yeah. now you'll never get it perfect right? no no it won't be ever ever will never be perfect yeah so the um but you know that's something that we definitely you know recommend getting a maintenance done on that all the time now another call that came in i don't know what they're why they even sent this to us like i don't know what they're thinking it says is an ac cover really necessary like hello an air conditioner cover is always necessary now a heat pump cover is never necessary we're talking about heat pumps these days so people are just kind of wondering do you know and that's going to be a shining star for me because you know once we get to the heat pump era and there's nothing in out there but heat pumps, 
What are you going to do about your air, your air conditioner cover sales? I'm going to frame it, put it on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but but air conditioner covers for air conditioners should be. I mean, especially with all the leaves and the rain and everything. You know, hurricanes coming through here and hurricanes. All, the, all that. What are you talking about well, all the rain we get from hurricanes? Starts as a hurricane, and by the time it gets here, it's rain. So okay. But get it covered. Don't wrap it in plastic with duct tape. I've seen that taking the dog for a walk, and I want to knock on the door and say, you're destroying your air conditioner. So knock on the that. door. Knock on the door. You know. What's but, stopping you from knocking on the door? Well, the dog, first of all. Okay. I, she's not one to stop. <laughs> Maybe people would be more intimidated if the dog told them to change, put a winter cover on, right? But it's definitely, you know, drive by, uh, Byron Boulevard, look at my cover on there, how it looks nice. And, you know, it's covered, protected, waxed, looks like a brand new air conditioner. When I get rid of my air conditioner, people will think it was a brand new one. It's only a couple of years old. Oh, please. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, honestly, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Now, the Briar's still coming in March. Uh, was there a chance it wasn't coming? Uh, no, but oh, ticket right. sales for individual games are online now. Great Christmas gift, stocking awesome. stuffer. Um, ticket sales are going really well. We've, uh, we're very happy where they are, but we know, you know before Christmas here will be a big push, you know, and I'd like to sell the place out. You're very happy. You could be happier, though, right? Yep, always okay. could be happy. All right. So you're listening to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. When we're not on the air, you can reach us at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca, and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. So this week we've been doing some commercial work, or this past week we've been doing some commercial work. We yes. Put a rooftop on. Yep. What's entailed in replacing a rooftop unit? So a rooftop unit, for anybody that's wondering, is um, if you look at a strip mall, um, you'll see, uh, you just see a, a big box on top of the store. Um, that is, that's a heating and air conditioning unit. So we call it, we, it's, it's called a rooftop unit. So um in order to to get one of those replaced, it, I mean, there's quite a bit of work. It, it involves um, it involves uh, your staff. It involves uh, the manufacturer getting the right unit, because keep in mind all rooftop units have a different we call it we call it a footprint. So, if you had a um, Lennox rooftop unit seen on a roof and you and you want to and the customer wanted a carrier rooftop, that's fine. You can you can typically do that, but you have to get the footprint from the Lennox and transfer it to the footprint of the carrier. So uh, we call that an adapter. And so we, you, that has to be manufactured. So for any, if you're changing a rooftop, you'd have to have an adapter made. So that just involves doing some measurements and giving them to the, the, the manufacturer and just saying, this is what's there, this is what we want to do. So all that's made. And so all that gets shipped to um, what we do anyways here is we ship that all to a crane company that we use. So they receive the adapter and they receive the unit. And so then we schedule we schedule a day we and we just hope the weather's right. We can't we can't predict in the future when the weather's going to be beautiful. So you, you don't have a phone like a direct line to Mother Nature. I don't. No, we we, we just kind of look ahead and we go because the customer wants it done and then you know so we just we do our best. So. 
then what happens our guys will be on site what they have to do with the old unit they got to pull all the all the refrigerant out of the old unit so that's done and then the crane will arrive with the unit and the adapter and then really what they do is the crane comes and it's quite something to see they'll they'll rig the old unit and pull it off and drop it down onto the ground and then they'll rig the new adapter put the adapter on then rig the uh, unit and put it on so once that's done the crane's usually there for I mean the crane's there for an hour maybe two hours tops and then off they go and they usually take the old unit with them and take to take it to the scrapyard and so and then the guys have to get this brand new unit and they have to uh, put electrical to it gas pipe it uh, then once it's all then they got to commission it so commission it just means start it get it running make sure everything's working properly so and test it so all that's done and and then because it's commercial and because they're on a roof, all the guys have to wear a hard hat when they're doing that. We don't have to do that in a, in a customer's home, but on a commercial site, uh, hard hats are always required. So you'll always see, not that a hard hat's going to help them if the unit falls, if it broke from the rigging and landed on them, that, you know, that's not going to, the hard hat's not going to help them. But for just, that, that's just, it's required on a commercial site. So you, you may see our guys on a roof and if they're on a roof, they should be wearing their hard hats and uh, they'll be working on a rooftop unit. So not only do we replace rooftop units uh, we service and maintain them as well so uh, that's the commercial side of our business we just do light commercial work nothing nothing industrial or heavy um, so, so we just did uh, we did one of those just this past week and the guys did a great job yeah and at the same place they had two cracked heat exchangers so we replaced two heat, ex- heat exchangers yep two heat exchanger failures top unit yep. and then did a uh, and then a refrigeration heat. circuit was wrong so yeah. they had to fix that as well so there was you know on four units roughly fixing on that one um, complex so. yes yeah but ma- maintenance isn't needed on rooftop units or on commercial units well i mean it's it, very important so we we actually um we either will go we offer either twice a year or four times a year and the reason we go four times a year is is, is for filter changes so depending on the company's environment that they're working in that filter may need to be changed more often than uh, let's say one that's not such a bad environment so we offer those services so uh, in the spring and the summer they do a furnace uh, they do a, a ac checkup in the fall furnace checkup and then um, we would change filters both at both of those times but also if a customer needs it we will also do two other filter changes and if people notice or maybe it's just i notice the uh, commercial units really get hail damage on them well i mean we we have i mean we have had um instances where you know they are not protected so there are things on rooftop units that we can put in called hail guards um so because if if your unit really gets hammered by hail and all those aluminum fins get bent over it really it's not going to cool like it like it was so um we we, you can fix that i mean it's painstaking it takes a lot of time because if if you could if you can possibly comb those out great but a lot of the times the damage is too hard and you have to replace the whole uh, condensing or evaporator coil so they do make hail guards Uh, typically if you've had it happen to you once and you've had to replace an evaporator coil, then you're probably going to put hail guards on your second one. Yeah, and and we're seeing it more and more these uh, <laughs> wild storms. So it's something to definitely think about yeah. when you're buying new new units. Now we also did a infrared uh, commercial job in an auto body. Yes, so um, a customer their their uh, twenty year old uh, infrared system. 
had had failed and so we we had um, we got called out so we replaced um, but we put in a a 40 foot infrared tube and a 60 foot infrared tube so um, and they were they were nice because we used two stage burner units on those so just like a two-stage furnace on a day like this morning if the heat needed to come on uh, it could just go into low fire and and not burn as much fuel as but as it turns colder if it needs it it's got a second gear so 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 how does infrared really work it, it heats up the air no well the air gets heated only because of the objects that are heated so infrareds are just they're like a long tube with a reflector you see them at are you really arenas or things like that you'll stand in front of it and you'll just feel warm it's like standing in the sunshine so um, they're extremely efficient if you can imagine like an auto body place um, there's a it's a it's a lot of area so there's a lot of area to heat if you're trying to heat the air you can but once the door rolls up to let the cars out or bring cars in all that heat that you've just paid to heat rolls out the door with it so it's it's not very cost effective so what they've found is infrared tubes because they heat the objects when that door goes up and door comes down people still feel comfortable because because it's the objects that are hot so the floor is warm the toolbox is warm you feel warm because you're like standing in the sunshine so infrareds really have a they're great they have their application they're not for everywhere but they're very they're extremely efficient and they're they're great ways of heating large areas very economically so if people are looking for us to do commercial work now light commercial not like factory not, no no industrial no industrial no factory we, we just don't do that so they can give us a call at the office and uh 226-499-3752 and we can book uh, some guys to come out and take a look at that and yes. see what we can do now the we've had when you were talking about sunshine we've been having a few people call us saying you know my thermostat set at 21 and it's 23 in my house right you know what's wrong with my furnace well nothing wrong with your furnace except you've probably got the heat set and so if you've got the heat set uh your thermostat's doing exactly what it's supposed to like it's the furnace isn't going to turn on until it drops below 21 so it's not stopping the house from heating up and so you know your your thermostat even though you have it set you could have it set for 18 but if the solar gain on the house the sun comes out that the house will warm up so sometimes you can set your thermostat to what we call auto and so what auto is is you can set the heat and you can set you done and, and you can set the cooling and so what that does is it kind of keeps the house in the sweet spot so to speak but you can't the thermostats don't allow that to get too close i think the best you can do maybe a, a degree and a half celsius so three degrees fahrenheit temperature difference so if you wanted it if you want it 72 in the house uh, for heating that means you're not going to be able to put it any lower than 75 or maybe 76 in the house for cooling or 20 and 21.5 only because if you get them too close, then the units just will constantly compete with one another. Your furnace will come on, then your air conditioner will come on, then your furnace will come on, your air conditioner will come on. So that's not what they're trying to do. So sometimes customers will have it set at 21. It's 23 in the house, but they're in auto mode. And if it went to 23.5, the air conditioner would come on and bring it back down to 23. But they just maybe don't understand that. So, and you can't, you know, we get them as 
as tight as what we can what customers want but you just can't get them so that they're competing actually the thermostat manufacturer won't allow that because of that yeah. well when we're not on the radio you can reach us at 226-499-3752 or online at peterinch.ca to listen to this show or any of our shows go to peterinch.ca and hit our podcast button at the top of the home page as we say at the shop life is hard by the yard Buy from Inch, Life's a Cinch. We'll see you next week.